pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello there, sweet listener. I'm glad that you are here today. I'm always glad to have your ear and to spend this time with you. Today, I am hoping that this podcast, this particular episode, will just be the little thing that you need to hear to have your shoulders drop. Oh, I just dropped mine. (laughs) One at a time. If you drop them fast and alternate, then you're dancing. (laughs) Okay, no. Um, So I was speaking with a friend recently. We were talking about this friend's life. Um, And I I said, you know, (laughs) imagine how your life would sound if you just removed the judgment from it. Like, you know, because we're, we're listing, we do this all the time. So this, I, I, this, this podcast was inspired by that moment in my, the call with my friend, but it's not just her and it's not just that moment. It's my clients. It's you. It's me. It's the way we tell stories. It's the way we think about and frame the things that are happening in our life. We decide that they are good or bad. We are judging constantly what things mean right? They were meaning-making machines. We do this, right? But what if everything is neutral? I'm going to invite you into this space. I'm not saying, I'm not going to go too deep into whether or not everything is neutral, okay? And give extreme examples. I'm not doing that today. I'm just inviting you to try this on for the narrative of your life and particularly like where you are now in your life. How do you feel about it, right? Like if someone was to say to you, hey, like you haven't seen them for 10 years and they're like, what's going on? How's your life? What's happening? Just notice what floats up, how you would present that story, what story you're telling, which parts are the good parts in quotes and which parts are the bad parts. How much of this is like accurate and how can we even know that it is we're just deciding that some things are good and some things are bad and we're judging the events we're judging ourselves we're judging the how the big mysterious how everything has happened but what if we didn't (laughs) sometimes in a coaching call it's very clear what the problem is, right? Someone comes, they have an issue. They're like, here's the thing I want coaching on. This is, you know, I am here. I want to be here. Or, um, you know, I was here and this thing happened and I need to figure out how to get through this thing. Sometimes it is very clear. A lot of the time, someone will show up for a coaching call and start telling a story. And they'll start telling a story 
And that story will start to turn and turn again and then come back and then prove itself and then come back again. And I am listening with all the listening skills that I have. And at some point I have to interrupt and ask what the problem is. (laughs) It's like, this is great. And we can spend this hour with you telling me the story. I'm not hearing the problem. Can you tell me what the problem actually is? Sometimes it's very unclear what that problem is. And sometimes the problem is only the idea that there is a problem at all. Let that land a little bit. Sometimes the only problem you have is thinking there's a problem at all. Right? This is one of those traps of personal growth, right? If you're a self-help lover like I am, there's always something to fix, which then means there's always a problem to solve. And sometimes that problem to solve is the idea that there's a problem at all. Now I'm talking about self-acceptance, self-love, self-compassion. What if you are perfect exactly as you are, exactly in this moment? What if everything is just fine? And maybe not fine, maybe fine's a stretch. What if everything's neutral? It just is. This is where you are in your life, period. This is how much money you have, period. This is the status of your romantic love life, period. This is what you used to have. And now this is what you have instead, period. What if there wasn't any judging about whether or not you are ahead, whether or not you are behind? One of the first places I will often go to judge, and we, (laughs) I'm thinking you two, will likely go to judge, is timing the pace. I should have been here by now. I'm not there. I'm not yet there. I'm only here. This is taking too long. My healing is taking too long. I should be over this by now. I should have been way more successful by now. Or I'm doing this too fast. (laughs) I have not grieved enough. I didn't heal properly. This is too easy. Believe it or not, you can also use the same argument against yourself, right? I was coaching a client around um, a transition, a breakup out of one relationship into something else, into this new life. And what happens when you just happen to meet someone really awesome pretty soon after a major divorce? (laughs) Well, um... You judge it, of course, right? I mean, like, there's no way. I'm moving on too fast. What does this mean? Is this a rebound? What will people think? You know, as opposed to just, you know, we don't always have control over the timing. We don't know if this is going to be a fling or a rebound or if this is going to be this next. And nothing wrong with a fling or a rebound. Absolutely not. Okay. But also, what if, and I've seen this happen, what if this is just the person that, like, you end up being with for a really long time, having a very significant, longer-term romance with, a partnership with? Um, It seems kind of silly to just arbitrarily say, well, 
uh, I should have taken a year to grieve to like really and be with myself so I could really make sure I love myself first before. Well, too bad. You met this amazing person kind of quickly. That's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're not healed. It also doesn't mean that you can't heal while you're in a relationship. You can. Okay. There's all of these ways that we can judge the pace, especially when we compare ourselves to other people, right? That's, I know, a big source of the judgment is looking and imagining because we don't know what's going on. How fast are they figuring it out? How many books have they read this year? How you know many vacations can that person afford? All of this, right? We're looking at the timing. We're judging the timing as opposed to just naming where we are. This is where I am. So that's one of the things. The next one that I know gets a lot of judgment is the feelings. <laughs> I should feel this way. I shouldn't feel this way. I hate that I feel this way. I'm a bad person for feeling this way. I shouldn't be this happy right after my divorce. I shouldn't be this sad for a relationship that was three weeks long. I shouldn't feel guilty or I should feel guilty. It's just all of the judgments about the feeling right? But what if feelings are just feelings and timing is just timing? And what if these things are neutral? What if these things are just happening? What if we just stop judging it? Now, those are just two things, two places that we judge. Is there any story that you've been telling lately that would be changed, that would suddenly be problemless (laughs) if you stopped judging these two things? Right. Do you have a story about where you are in your business and success or your career and your work life? And a big part of that story is about timing, about how you should be somewhere else at this time. It shouldn't have taken you this long. If you remove that and just be like, this is where I am, is there a problem? And if you are feeling really happy, even though, you know, there's been a lot of grief and a lot of loss. If you are feeling really, really sad and it's been a long time that you've been feeling sad, what if that's just fine? What if feeling sad is appropriate? What if it's just a neutral thing that's just happening? It's just moving through like weather. been talking a lot lately about feelings as weather. This is the thing is like weather happens We don't imagine that we can control the weather. Um, So it's just if it's raining, it's raining. We can have feelings about that about and judgments about that. It does change the activities we might be doing that day. But we generally just be like, oh, well, okay, it's raining and we wait for the rain to pass. Or we're happy that it's watering the garden. Or we don't think about it at all. We just go about our day knowing that it's not forever and that it's going to move. What if feelings was just like weather and we didn't take them so personally? (laughs) Harder to do. I know when the feelings are inside you, it's like a big deal, right? But what if they just were? And what if you were fine as a human being having whatever feelings come up? The problem, there's so many problems with judging our lives. Um, a lot of it is coming from like our imagination. So we're making stuff up about this. Like we're making up that we know what's good and bad. But when you think of your life as a story and you zoom out, right? 
I mean, like the movie Sliding Doors, right? Like there's these things that we might think are bad that end up being what we would call good later on. But we just don't know yet because the story is still unfolding. So what if you observed your life? This is a nice mindfulness practice, right? Of detaching a little bit. Maybe you do this in your meditation practice if you are a meditator. And also you could just do this right now and any time it floats into your consciousness, imagine your life is a movie or a story, a book, whatever. It's a story that is unfolding. That is true. And what if you leaned back to be curious about this character and about these plot points? I wonder what's going to happen from here because anything can happen. We're watching a movie where like, which is basically a story. <laughs> we're watching this thing unfold and we're curious what the writers have in store for us. We know that someone's life can change very quickly. We know that some characters can just get introduced or they can be eliminated and the story goes on and it changes, right? So it doesn't really matter what happened in the first part. It doesn't predict what's happening in the second part. Your past is your backstory. And while it may influence us and it has shaped us, yes, it's not the predictor. It's not a verdict, right? You're not doomed by the things that have happened in the past. And specifically, you're not doomed by your judgment of them, right? We don't know yet how it's all going to turn out. So notice these things in your language if you are telling stories and in the stories, you have words like only, I am only blah, blah, blah. I have only accomplished this. I am only at this place. Or I'm already, I'm already start is also like, oh, it's happening too soon. That's a judgment, right? I'm already experiencing this. I'm already whatever. Yet is another one, right? I haven't done this yet. This hasn't happened yet. Where is this thing? It should be there by now. Should is probably the number one <laughs> word to notice in your stories. I should have been here. This should have been different. I should have been over there. I should be feeling like this. This is like filled with regrets. Um... I actually, I just picked up a book called, I think it's called The Power of Regret by Daniel Pink. Um, I'm not officially recommending it because I'm only a few chapters in listening to this book, but it's really interesting on the note of regret and is specifically around um, that regrets can actually be really helpful, but not in excess, right? So the kind of regret I'm talking about is when the shoulds keep happening, when you're ruminating in regret, that can be so much more damaging than being aware and conscious of your regret and having that influence how you write the story from here. We'll get more into that in a second. Um, or maybe there's another word that you use in these stories like keep. I keep on doing this. I always seem to do this. You're identifying patterns as though with nothing following it up, right? Like, oh, I just keep on making this mistake. I just always seem to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and there's some kind of judgment about how that shouldn't be happening. And there's some kind of judgment around like, or maybe, um, um, around, around the fact that you do it at all, 
right? Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's something that you have repeated over and over again. <laughs> it's like, not all patterns are bad. Not all patterns are good. Patterns are also habits, right? So um, notice this, haven't even, I haven't even done this. A lot of the language will be comparing. They'll, a lot of it will be about timing, right? About that, that there's an idea of what's supposed to happen and it's not there. What if you just took that out? Just took it out today. Just today, right? Because we can't change the past. That's the backstory. It has happened. It's been written down, okay? But what if, as you imagine that your life is a movie, a story, what if you zoom out just enough to remember that this moment right here, this is the start this is the start of the movie. This is the start of the story. Your story starts here because this is where you're actually writing it in the actions you take today, in the thoughts you have today, in how much you accept who you are today. One of the early modules in the art of self-marriage is called unconditional self-love. I know I have spoken about that here before. This is all about self-compassion, all about removing the conditions, removing the judgments about who you are, about where you are, about how you got here. What if where you are, who you are, and how you got here is just points on a storyline, it's just data, it's just neutral circumstances. What if you told your story without any descriptors, <laughs> without any, and she almost, and he didn't even, and he hasn't yet, you know, like, and they don't, all, you know, they should have, and they didn't, you know, like, what if you removed anything about good and bad? This person is at this, in this home, this person does this kind of work. This person is in this kind of relationship or not. This person is connected to their family or not. This person has this many friends or not. And it just is. This person dreams about being more creative. Cool. This person has, has taken action to follow through with it. Great. This person hasn't taken action to follow through with it. Also great. Okay. That's fine. It's neutral. This is the, these are like the information pieces that we have for a character. And the story starts now. There is no point in going back to edit the past. We can't do it. Your story starts right now. One of my favorite writing prompts, I use this a lot when I was teaching erotica, because uh, it just jumps into the action, is just, this is how it starts this is how it begins, or this is how it started, right? What if you took that as a journal prompt and describe your life right now? The power about this prompt, this writing prompt, is it kind of brings some excitement into the present moment as like, oh, this is how what starts. <laughs> this is what's going to happen next. We're setting up for something that we can't predict yet. And so it doesn't matter what was good and what was bad. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. 
judging where we are doesn't matter. This is how it starts. <gasps> cool. What's going to happen next? That's the thing you're creating, dear listener. You're creating your life. And unconditional self-love is a key component in self-marriage, according to me, in my self-marriage and in all the teaching and work that I do, because judging <laughs> and being hard on ourselves, it's just not effective. It's just not. I've never seen it be effective um, to have conditions on whether or not we're worthy of our own love and affection, to have conditions on whether or not we're allowed to feel good in our lives or heal, right? Or just be basically when it all comes down to is be a human being. We are incredible creatures. I'm always fascinated with human beings, what they're capable of. And I mean all of it, all of what we're capable of. I want to shine a light on all of that. Be curious about all of that reducing harm to ourselves and others. We can't do this if we're not willing to look. And if we're looking with judging eyes, that impacts the subject, right? Like if you've got someone looking at you, let's say you are going to disrobe <laughs> and you've got someone looking at you. This is a vulnerable moment. You are exposing your body to someone and they are judging you. They have a clipboard and they have a pen <laughs> And they're scribbling and they've got glasses down on their nose and they're peering at you, right? It's like they're judging as opposed to someone else. I'm not saying that that wouldn't be hot and that's like it may be a kink of yours. Okay, that's not the point of <laughs> this metaphor. Um, but maybe you would enjoy the judgment. My point is <laughs> you disrobe. You also reveal some. Okay, so it could be your body if that's not working for you. Let's say you uh, you share them with them uh, a piece of art you made and you have somebody who's judging it really harshly and grading it versus somebody who's just looking at it with wonder looking at it and being curious looking at your art your body your expression something that is honest and purely you and they're looking at it and they're like wow look at this hey I see this oh the light is hitting this I can make out this shape without any judgment, with just observation, with just taking it all in, a real witnessing, right? This is what I invite you to do to yourself in your life is to witness it with curiosity and wonder, to witness your life without conditions. When we casually have this habit of judging our lives, what we are doing is we are reinforcing conditions of whether or not we are worthy, of whether or not we can be happy, of whether or not we are lovable and okay, right? If you are judging the timing of something, what's underneath that is like, I should have been further along by now, that judgment of time. And if I were further along by now, I would be more lovable. I could be happy. I would be successful. I would be approved of. I would have been good, whatever it is for you, right? And, you know, when we're judging the feelings, like I shouldn't feel this way, I, you know, that's just it. I shouldn't feel this way. There's a condition, right? I would be a better person if I didn't feel this way. I could love the version of myself who didn't feel this way. 
I would love the person that I could be if I felt differently, if I was different, if I did this faster or slower. See, the relationship between the judging, the conditioning, it's just disrupting your unconditional self-love. It's disrupting self-compassion. It's disrupting permission to be a human being, which by the way, you I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> 99.9% sure that if you're listening to this, you're a human being. That's not something you can change. Change your relationship to being a human being, right? Instead of being being wrong <laughs> to have human emotion, even, even the judging itself, right? Like this is something that we do. That's that tricky place where you can, I, I don't know about you, I can really get into a loop, <laughs> beating myself up over like, oh, I'm such a judgmental person. Here I am judging again. Here I'm judging that thought again. It can go, you can, you can start to spiral out. If you notice yourself doing that, uh, I'll imagine me like high-fiving you, pulling you out of that hole and look, let's come back. It is a human thing to judge. We do it. Okay. So come back to this moment. You are listening to this podcast while you're going for a walk, while you're cooking dinner, while you're doing other things, who knows? Where are you right now in this moment? Come to this moment, dear listener, take a breath. (sighs) Touch your body somewhere. Remember like, oh yeah, I always like to like rub my thighs and be like, oh yeah, I'm a body. (laughs) I got a body here Uh, when I get too much in my head. This is the moment. This is the opening scene. The opening scene of this movie is you listening to this podcast, having this moment, this thought, this idea that your story actually starts here. Right here. This is the beginning of a story. Your past is the backstory. This is the beginning. This is how it starts. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's get curious about what's going to happen. And in the meantime, just notice the details that are setting up this character. All of these things that we can say are good or bad, they're just details about the character that we now get to look at, we now get to watch, we now get to be curious about and discover and be delighted by this person's relationship with their own limits, this person's relationship with change, this person's potential, amazing phoenix rising that is only days away. Maybe it's actually starting right now and the character doesn't even know. We don't know. So be a little less fascinated with your problems, especially if they are imagined problems. (laughs) And that are just based on judgments of time and feeling and get more curious about the story that's starting right now. It's kind of great. What are you set up for? Even if your life right now is sort of like a, you know, let's say it's a story that you've been judging is kind of, it kind of sucks. It's kind of crappy story. right? If your judgments were like, yeah, Danette, you don't know. My story is pretty dim, right? If your story is pretty dim, you are set up for an amazing comeback story. You are, you know, if you're feeling really down, there's nowhere to go but up, right? Like what story is beginning now? I used to joke way back in the day uh, with 
Allison Tarr when we would meet for coffee. This podcast episode and all of these Soft Shoulder episodes are brought to you by my dear friend, web developer, Tara Witch, Allison Tarr. You can find her at Tech Coven on YouTube and AllisonTarr.com. She and I, once upon a time, were in a coffee shop. I was making zero money. And then I had the thought of like, you know, when you're making <laughs> next to no money, just like, a, okay, it's probably not zero, but very, very, very little. I said, you know, it would really take nothing for me to double my income at this point. <laughs> right. And so like when you're down, it's like, it's easy to go up, right? Because that's the only direction available. And when your money is down, you can double your income, you know, much easier than you could if you were making a lot more income. Um, it's always just around the corner if this is the beginning of your story. It's a mindset. It's yes, I'm playing with your imagination. It's a good place to be. And if there's a part of you that's judging this and being like, yeah, that's a nice fantasy, but you know, I've got real problems. Well, you know, <laughs> my theory is like, whatever works, right? Is it working for you to continuously imagine that you have problems? Does it feel good to be judging every feeling that you have? Does it feel good? Uh, is it making things easier for you? Is it bringing you closer to a solution? Is it bringing you closer to some kind of desired change when you are constantly judging how far behind you are? I don't know about you, dear listener, but that has never worked for me or any of my loved ones and clients. It just hasn't. But imagining that it would be really easy to double my income, imagining that this is the beginning of a comeback story, imagining that actually I'm a human being. That's not imagining. It's remembering. <laughs> Whoops, I almost gave myself away. <laughs> remembering that I'm a human being with human feelings. And I'm strange. I'm a strange and delightful character just like you in a story that is just mine, just like you are. That gets me through the day better. That has me more curious. That has led me to wonderful, real things in my life, right? Direct your attention to the beginning of this story. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. The story starts here. Write that down in your journals. This is how it started, or this is how it starts. And write about your life right now without any judging of the timing, of where you are, of who you are, of how you got here. Just begin and begin again and see what happens when you live every day that way, creating your life, loving yourself artfully. Take good care. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>